Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little, or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. This week on the Vintage Radio Club, the Mercury Theater on the air presents Gabriel, who was recruited by Scotland Yard to a secret anti-anarchist police corps and infiltrates a local chapter of the European Anarchist Council. It's called The Man Who Is Thursday. And to listen, join our Patreon page at vintage.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on November 22nd, 1942, and it's called The Lady in Black. of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. The Office of Defense Transportation has asked all coal dealers to reduce mileage of their delivery trucks 25% below the mileage of last year. This means fuel deliveries will have to be carefully planned. Duplicate trips into the same neighborhood eliminated whenever possible. Yes, every ounce of rubber, every gallon of gasoline, every transportation factor must be conserved. You can help 
by advising your fuel dealer of exactly what your fuel requirements are for the entire winter. This will enable him to work out a schedule of deliveries so that valuable time, rubber, and gasoline will be conserved. The shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Several years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Lady in Black. Consider any motion picture author for my new play until. Yeah? What is it? Oh, I see. Uh, put it down over there. Yes, Mr. Bryce. Where are you going? Get away from that picture. How dare you draw the curtain and cover it? What? What's that you've got in your hand? Keep away from me. There's a gun in this drawer, and I'll use it. I give you time. Let go of me. Take that away. There. There. Now we'll take this gun of yours, Mr. Bryce, and... Look here. Yes, Mom. Did you notice this painting? No. But it's certainly the strangest one in the whole picture gallery. There's such an odd, morbid quality. Is it signed? No. But judging by the odd, hook-shaped brushstrokes, I... I guess it was painted by Albert Gurner. Albert Gurner? I don't think I've ever heard of him. Oh, he wasn't widely known as a painter. He was really a chemist. Painting was a hobby. Oh, there aren't more than half a dozen of his pictures in existence. What a shame. It's a great talent. Yes, Gurner was a genius in a way. Poor fellow. Why poor fellow? Well, when he was young, Gurner married Diane Morrow. Fifteen years ago, she was one of the most beautiful young actresses on the stage. Gurner was madly in love with her. One evening, a servant standing outside her door heard him talking to his wife as he sketched her. He was saying, I'll finish this drawing in a minute. I know it's almost time for dinner. Yes, you told me Norman Bryce is coming. Darling, he's done so much for your career. As much as a manager could, so you must make a good impression. I'm glad you decided to wear black. You're exquisite. Your eyes are such a deep blue looking at me with that half smile on your face. I must do this picture in oils. Oh, my darling, I love you so much. So very much. Well, that's Walter, my dear. I rang for him a moment ago. I'll speak to him outside in the hall. Yes, Walter. You rang, sir? Uh, yes, those flowers in Mrs. Gurner's room. While we're at dinner, move them out onto the terrace. I'm afraid the heat of the room will wither them. Yes, sir. And uh, there'll only be three of us for dinner. Mr. Bryce is coming along. Uh, what was that, sir? It sounded like a shot. 
In here. Oh. oh. Diane. Good heavens. Look. There's the revolver she did it with. Killed herself. Killed herself. Oh, no. I was talking to her only a moment ago. And now... Now she's dead. Diane. 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 Oh, that's the story, Mondo. And I wonder why she would kill herself. A girl who had so much. Well, there was some talk at the time of murder. But our room was on the second floor, and no one could have gotten in and out of the windows that quickly. The only other entrance was the door. And Gurner himself and the servant were standing outside of it in the hall when they heard the shot. Yes. Gurner went to pieces after that. Completely broken. He went to the Orient and died there. About four years ago. Huh. Well, it seems so... Why, Commissioner Weston. Well, uh, hello, Margot. Hello, Lamont. Hello, hello Commissioner. I'm meeting you of all places in an art gallery. I'm here on business. Not to look at a lot of silly pictures. Oh? Norman Bryce has been killed. And Bryce? The theatrical producer? Yeah. Why, Lamont just mentioned him. And we saw his new show last night. A big hit. Yeah, I know. I'm taking personal charge of the investigation. Investigation? You, you mean he's suicide, or so the circumstances seem to point. But, Commissioner... Does a man kill himself after one of the biggest hits of his career? This man did. I've just discovered something else. Bryce was here at the art gallery this morning. Bought a lot of stuff and ordered it delivered. Not to his home, but to an apartment downtown. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. Well, i got to be going. Things to attend to. See you soon. Yes. Goodbye, Commissioner. Well, Lamont, you can stand there all evening staring at that painting. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Come on. Let's get out of here. Where are we going? Out to the home of the late Norman Bryce. Aren't you going to ring the bell, Lamont? Oh, yes, yes. Well, this tragedy ends the story, Mono. You mean Mrs. Gurner killed herself? Gurner died and now Bryce. Exactly. Oh, hello, Cardona. Oh, hello, Mr. Cranston. Ooh. And Miss Lane. Hello, how are you? Well, come on on in. The commissioner's in the dining room making out papers. Uh, in this way. Look who's here, Commissioner. Well, hold on. Miss Lane, Hello, you're again, eh? Well, what do you want? I was interested in Bryce's death, Commissioner. This plain case of suicide. Put these papers to fill out, and then we'll close the case. The body's been taken away? Yeah. Want to take a look at the room where it happened? Oh, Yes. Will you come, Mother? Yes, I'd like to. Uh, you're welcome to go in that room. Well, what do you mean by that, Cardona? Cardona says he feels as if somebody was watching him in that room. Really? Well, there is something about the room. Go on, take a look. Here's the key, Margot. Thanks. Right down the hall, that way. What's the matter? Doesn't the key work? Margot, what is it? There's someone in there. <laughs> there isn't. Somebody's holding the door shut. Well, how could anyone get in there with the police guarding the house? Here, let me have the key. Lamont, the door's unlocked. But there's someone inside putting his weight against it. Here, I'll open it. You see? Well. Yeah. Wait till I turn on the lights. <laughs> you may come in now. We're quite alone. Oh, just the same. There was something holding that door shut. Margot. Why, Lamont. Look at the flowers. The room's filled with them. Yes. Yes, so I see. 
They give out quite a fragrance. Mm. But careful, don't touch them. Why? All we're permitted to do is look. Uh-huh. That door, the only entrance to the room. Small window and alcove open, but too small for an intruder to crawl through. And these other two windows? Yeah, both locked. And... <laughs> Only the door, my dear. But, but it closed all by itself. I think Cardona was right. You do feel that there's someone in here. Someone besides ourselves. Come on. Hmm? Why should there be curtains on that wall? Let's see what's behind them. All right. Picture of a lady in black. How horrible. And yet it's beautiful, too. Margot. It's a painting of Diane Morrow, Mrs. Gurner. Gurner must have painted it. And I suppose Bryce bought it after Mrs. Gurner's dinner. Evidently. Lamont, it's this painting that gives you the feeling that someone's in this room. Oh, it's creepy. The eyes seem to be watching you. With that queer half-smile on her face. Margot, what else do you notice about the canvas? The background. It's very dim, but it's filled with flowers. Yes, so it is. But what I meant was this. Here in the lower corner, someone started to slash this canvas with a knife. Yes. A picture of Diane Morrow in black. I wonder when Gunner painted it. Just before she died... Or just after. Lamont, what do you mean? Well, all right, Miss Lane. Franson, you through? Uh, not quite, Weston. Look, uh, did you notice this picture? I know. Uh, sort of strange thing, isn't it? Yes, especially the smile on her face. Wait. The corpse. Mr. Bright was smiling. Same sort of a smile. I see. Commissioner, don't declare Bryce's death a suicide. Hmm? Because it was murder. In a moment, we'll return to the chateau. But first, here's a brief little drama that directly concerns you. Hello? Hunter Coal Company. Uh, this is Mrs. Smith, 202 Main Street. Uh, will you please send over 10 tons of blue coal immediately? Well, Mrs. Smith, I'm afraid we can't send you that much right now. Uh, how much do you have on hand? Oh, I don't know, but it's not a very big pile. Well, we want everyone to have enough coal for immediate needs, you know. Uh, I need 10 tons. Uh, cash deliver it to me now. I'm sorry, Mrs. Smith, but the Robinsons next door to you also need coal. And the Joneses down the street are in need of coal, too. Now, we're making a delivery in both places soon. We'll stop at your place, too. But not ten tons. You realize we must make sure that everyone has some coal in the bin. I know you won't want to deprive your neighbors of heat. Oh, of course not. I, uh, I just didn't realize, that's all. Well, do what you can, then, will you? I certainly don't want my neighbors to be in value without coal. Let's all cooperate. Share and share alike, and we'll all be warm this winter. Now... Back to the shadow. I'm relying on this hunch of yours that it's murder, Cranston. Cardona's rounding up the three people who found Bryce dead. Who are they, Commissioner? A neighbor named Carter, the gardener, Muller, I think his name is, and the widow. Now, if you get any ideas, Lamont, speak up. I will. Tom? 
Oh, come in, Mr. Carter. Miss Lane, Mr. Carter, Mr. Ransom. Come, please. Oh, thank you. You were with Mrs. Bryce when she found the body, I believe. Why, uh, she called him in, asked me to come over. You uh, live nearby? Uh, next door. I just happened to be standing talking over the hedge with Mr. Bryce's gardener when she called. And you both ran to the house? Yes. Uh, Mrs. Bryce said she'd heard something that sounded like a shot from the library. Uh, did you yourself hear that shot? No, uh, I can't say that I did. All right, sir, that'll be all. Uh, just a moment, Mr. Carter. Yeah. Aren't you an actor? Uh, yes, I am. Weren't you supposed to play the lead in Bryce's show, which opened Thursday night? Well, uh, I read that you were in rehearsal, and then that Bryce had dropped you at the last moment. Is that true? I resigned. I wasn't fired. I... That's all. You may go. But don't leave town, understand? But uh, that's all. Very well. Uh, it could be a motive for murder, being fired. It was a good part. And his successor made a hit. I see. Tom. Come in, Muller. Where were you, Muller, when Mrs. Bryce called to you? Why, uh, in the garden, working, sir. And uh, talking to Mr. Carter. How far is the garden from the house, Mr. Muller? It's different in different places. Uh, the lot is an odd shape. My cottage is at the back. I see. I've uh, just been sketching a ground plan of the house and gardens. Uh, will you check on it and see if it's right, please? Yes, yes, sir. No, no, that is wrong. It should well, go... Uh, take my pencil and correct it, if you will. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, now, it, it goes like this, uh-huh. and... Uh, Did you hear that shot, Muller? Huh? Oh, oh, the shot. Pardon me, I was absorbed in this drawing. And no, I, I heard no shot. But I was some distance off. At this spot in the plan. I see. Was there any difficulty about opening the library door? Well, uh, yes and no. Yes and no? What do you mean? Well, Mrs. Price was in the house when she heard the shot, and she ran to the library, but she couldn't get the door open, and then she came and called to Mr. Carter and me. Did you and Carter have any trouble opening it? No, sir. What time was it when Mrs. Price called to you and Carter? About four o'clock, because I noticed the clock in the library said five minutes after four. We have a common interest. A common interest. Flowers. Those from your garden are magnificent. Oh, yes. This year the garden was particularly lovely. I don't think there's ever been a time when we've had such beautiful geraniums. Yes, sir. Geraniums? They're a common flower, but never grow such beautiful ones. I see. Mrs. Price, how long has Muller been with you? Since April. Did Muller and Mr. Price get along well? I doubt if they ever spoke ten words to each other. Mr. Bryce was away a good deal? Yes. Mrs. Bryce, I understand you've been away on a visit and returned this afternoon. What time did the train get in? At 2.40. You came directly home? Yes, sir. Now, when did you hear the shot? Just as I opened the front door. Mrs. Bryce Muller told me that you didn't call him until a few minutes after 4 o'clock. Well, I don't see... It would take a taxi about 20 minutes to cover the distance from the station, so if your train arrived at 2.40, you'd be entering the house about 3 o'clock. Yes, but I... Why, after hearing the shot, did you wait an hour before you called the Carter? I wasn't sure it was a shot. I thought it was a door slamming somewhere. I thought my husband was at home. Oh, so you didn't pay much attention to it then? No, sir, I... I decided it was just... Uh-huh. And then about an hour later, you went to the library. Yes, I I found the door was stuck, so I, I called to Mr. Carter. Why didn't you call your husband? I didn't know he was at home. A moment ago, you said you thought he was home. Yes, but I... Mrs. We... Bryce, isn't it true that you and your husband have been separated for the past six months? Hasn't he been living in an apartment downtown? Yes, but... He does come home occasionally. He comes when I'm not around. He has a picture in the library. He comes to look at it. 
A picture? A painting of a woman. A woman all dressed in black. He used to sit there at his desk sometimes and stare at it for hours. He was in love with it. He was in love with that woman just the same as if she were a real flesh and blood person. That's what caused our quarrel. Mrs. Bryce, you're and upset, naturally. We'll postpone this talk till some other time. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Whit. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, Mrs. Bryce. Goodbye. Hey, what kind of a nitwit does she think I am? You were right, Lamont, it's murder. And she's the one who killed him. No, Weston, she's telling the truth. Lamont, Mrs. Bryce is really jealous of that painting. And yet she doesn't know that it's a picture of Diane Morrow. Miss Lane, Diane Morrow and Albert Gurner, too, are dead. Yes, the lady in black is dead, Commissioner. But sometimes the dead don't remain in their graves. It's the same smile as in the painting. 
Suicide again. Hey, look, Mr. Cranston. This gun ain't no new kind. Must be 15 to 20 years old. Yes, I know. Bryce's gun was at headquarters, so he had to use this one. What do you mean, he? The woman shot it off. I don't want to go phone Weston quickly. Yeah, I'd better. Mark, what does it mean? Margot, don't leave the house. I won't be long. Where are you going? The shadow has work to do. Who's there? Who is it? I must have imagined someone knocked. My nerves are playing tricks on me. This won't do. When they come to tell me I've got to be calm, I'll go to bed. Wait a moment, Albert Gunner. What? Who spoke? <laughs> Where are you? It's no use to try to locate me with your flashlight. I am the shadow. Huh? You cannot see me, Gunner. Why do you call me Gunner? My name is Muller. I work here. I'm the gardener. Yes, a gardener with a remarkable knowledge of chemistry. You were a chemist, Gunner, as well as a painter, weren't you? I'm no chemist or painter. Then why did you slash the picture of the lady in black to pieces? Mrs. Price did that. She was jealous of the lady in black. How did you know that the picture was slashed unless you were there? I, I won't stay here and... Get away from that door. No, you don't. Get back. No. Let me alone. Let me alone. That face in the picture has haunted you all the years. Albert Gurner, the lady in black, was your wife. You murdered her. Yes. Yes, I am Gurner. But I didn't kill Diane. She committed suicide. You murdered her with a poisonous gas that you invented. It leaves no trace except a horrible smile on the faces of its victims. I tell you, she shot herself. No, you shot her, Gurner. Then later, when you and the butler heard the explosion, it was a time bomb you had set. And someplace in this cottage, you have a mask for administering gas. You're very strong. You clasp it to the victim's face. And when they become unconscious, you shoot them and leave a pistol by them. And the murder is called suicide. But I love Diane. Why would I kill her? Because you suspected her of being in love with Bryce, her manager. You knew Bryce loved her. And you couldn't be sure of her any longer. All right. All right. It drove me mad, the uncertainty. And you killed her. Yes, I did kill her. Then Bryce saw the picture. I told him once about my experiments. He suspected me. He was going to the police. So I ran away. Then as years passed, you wanted to return and kill the man you thought had ruined your life. The man you were jealous of even after Diane Morrow was dead. Yes. And I did kill him. No one can take that away from me. But tell me, why did you kill Mrs. Bryce? She had done nothing. She found the mask. I had to kill her. Well, Gunner, Commissioner Weston will soon be here. You will take the mask and give yourself up to him. Very well. I'll do as you say. I'll go. Gunner, wait. Put that down there. No. No. Take off that mask. Take it off, I say. He's gone. Dead from the gas. With that same smile on his face. This table suits you, Margot? Mm, very nicely. All right, Louis. We'll order later. Very good, sir. Lamont, what I want to know is how you solved this case. Where did you get your first clue? Why, you gave it to me. 
I did. Yes. You called my attention to the fact that the background of the painting was composed of flowers, of geraniums. Well? Well, when Diane Morrow died, her room was filled with geraniums. Oh, and you thought that those and the geraniums in Bryce's library had some connection? Precisely. And the ventilation of Bryce's library. The ventilation? Yes. It had been worked out so that quite a strong draft swept through the room. Why, of course. It was the draft that held the door shut. Yes. And it also caused the door to slam shut so violently when that Mrs. Bryce thought it was a shot long after Bryce was dead. Oh. And the draft also cleared the room of the gas, which smelled like geraniums. Well, then the geraniums were there to explain away whatever traces of the gas might be left. Exactly. Oh, now, Lamont, how did you know that Muller was really good? Oh, that was the simplest part of the case. He helped draw a map of the house and gardens, and he used the same queer, hook-shaped strokes that identify Gurner's work anywhere. Oh, there you are. Oh, hello, Commissioner. I'm sorry I'm late. Oh, there's no hurry. We've loads of time. Well, well I am. We're merely going to drop in at the Pan American Art Exhibit this evening. Uh, the Art Exhibit? Pictures? Oh, why don't you take up something practical? <laughs> <laughs> Three ways in which you can help yourself and help him. First, don't order more than enough coal to keep your home comfortably warm for 60 days in advance. Second, don't waste heat. Don't waste coal. Ask your blue coal dealer for the free John Barclay firing chart. This will give you many valuable hints on correct firing methods and how to save money on fuel bills. The third way you can help your dealer is to accept delivery of the available home sizes he recommends. You see, friends, tests have proven that any of the home sizes, egg, stove, chestnut, or tea, may often be interchanged with perfectly good results. In fact, it's a good plan to always order one ton of pea coal to three of your regular size and use the more economic pea coal for banking. This holds down the fire. Help save coal. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you will cooperate with your blue coal dealer in these three ways, I'm sure you'll have enough coal to keep your home healthfully and comfortably warm all this winter. And so will your neighbors. I thank you. Shadow Program is based on a story copyrighted by Freedom Smith Publications. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, the shadow will demonstrate that... The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadows' daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen. This story produced by the BL&W Coal Company, distributors of Blue Coal. This is Mutual. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Killed with a gas that Batman's Joker, I think, would approve. They never said what type of gas it was, but I did run across a gas used in World War II called Lewisite. The U.S. developed it into a secret weapon at a facility located in Cleveland, Ohio, and was given the code name G-34, which was previously used as the code for mustard gas. Lewisite was known for its smell, which was like geraniums. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.